happy, happy Friday, Fresco babies, and welcome back to the Interdimensional Bedroom. I hope you had a great week. I hope you continue to have a great weekend. This week's episode is amazing. I'm never not going to say that. The fact that two people can get together in one bedroom and just kind of knock it out, that sounds like we had sex. We absolutely did not. We absolutely did not have sex. We just talked. We were mindful with each other. You know, that's an amazing thing these days with all the distractions just to get together with your friends and have a mindful discussion. I recommend starting a podcast just to have better friendships. Simply just to have better friendships. This is a great episode this week. Uh, I forget what we talk about. Truthfully, I got my second vax yesterday. I'm fully chipped. Thank you, Daddy Biden and Daddy Gates. Uh, Now they can watch me wherever I go, which is about a 10-foot radius from my bed every day. So... I hope the intern watching my log is on drugs. That's the only way this is going to be a good time. Anyways, uh, Word of the Day returns, one of my new favorite segments on the show. You know, we're constantly trying to better ourselves here in the interdimensional bedroom. Uh, But yes, I got my second vax yesterday. I expected today to feel awful, and I feel just fine. I went to bed last night pretty tired. Um, we talk about this. Th- we, we, I talk about that this week. I've started a new routine though, which which prepares my brain for sleep. You know, brush my teeth, take a little CBD, get my overnight oats cooking in the fridge all night, and I think that makes me more tired than anything. So it could have just been my routine. I don't know. You know, I almost fell asleep reading a book. That's a good feeling. That's a really good feeling. Uh, fighting to stay awake to read the rest of a chapter is a really, really wholesome, nice feeling. I, I hope everyone has that opportunity soon. My time's almost out. Enjoy this week's episode of Fresco Savage live from the interdimensional bedroom. If it's your first, fifth, sixth, seventh time here, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Like I said, the intro music is slowly going to start crawling in, and I'm going to slowly start crawling back into my hole, into my interdimensional bedroom hole. Have a great weekend, babies! Chili's baby back ribs. How you feeling, baby? I'm feeling pretty good today, man. I've got thousands of milligrams of CBD coursing through my body right Are now. Are you a CBD guy? Yeah, every once in a while, yeah. I've been doing CBD, yeah. I think um, I go back and forth on whether or not I think it's a placebo, and I don't buy it too often unless I really got some good cash lying around yeah so Um, for me i really believe it's placebo but i also believe it works so (laughs) it all it works um the guys at the store that i went to they're they're so educated on it there's a new weed yeah a new weed did you get sold on that no there's a new d8 talk about delta isn't it delta Delta nine Delta eight. Delta, Del- Delta. Delta nine is the illegal stuff. The real chemical. And then yeah, this is Delta eight. So there's broad spectrum, full spectrum, and delta nine. So yeah, I did get sold on it to answer your question. 
I brought, brought so some. broad. Yeah, broad spectrum is like it's like only CBD. Full spectrum is what I got. That's got a bit of THC because it helps. I have that. I have that. Yeah, it like the THC helps it bind to the cannabinoid receptors better. Yeah, but it doesn't get you high. Doesn't get you high. Just a tidbit of THC. Then they tell you they have to tell you that you know. Is so it, like, should it be why. illegal if there's a tidbit in there? Yeah, I think they're pulling a lot of. They're like they're going through a lot of loopholes to do. They must be if they can do. I, I think there's like I bet I bet I bet that it's just like under a certain amount. I bet yeah, it's like a trace, small amount. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, trace amounts, and but it does make sense. Like I, I, to me, it did anyway. That um, that little bit would help it bind to the cannabinoid receptors in your brain. Sure. Um, and then the delta eight. I asked the dude, and he like I kind of asked him to describe it. And he's like, "You will feel high." That's all he yeah, said. Yeah, he's they, like, "You will feel high." <laughs> he told me like, "You'll get high, but it's not as potent." So okay. you have to, you would have to smoke or vape twice the amount as like normal THC to get it's a very, very little amount to get me high. Yeah, I'm I'm such a lightweight. Believe it or not, I when it comes to weed stuff, I am such such a lightweight. Like yeah. immediately I'm like really stoned. After like yeah. one that's why I like stopped smoking for a long time is because you I got put in a lot of circles that are very like dude you can't break the circle. Like yeah. like real stoners who like really will rip bowls and then yeah. I'll get I would get too high and then I would see the future. Yeah. And so that's not, it's not fun to do that because you don't see the future is not necessarily pleasurable. It simply is. And then when you see the future, you react in your brain to what the future is. So the future then also changes. So you don't just see one version of the future. You see 10, 15, 20 infinite Uh, amounts of future. And yeah. so I was laying on my couch having a panic attack in front of a bag of Cheetos. And uh, I would see the future and then I'd be like, I don't want that. And then it, I would be like, I'm going to change this. And then I would see another version of the future. And then I would see another version of the future. And uh, and then my dog came and laid on my shoulder and helped. <laughs> did, did you ever notice that your dog can tell when you're high? Your dog knows. My dog knew I was freaking out because he actually came on the couch, which he was not allowed to do. It was he was forbidden from the couch, and he knew that. But he he said, "Fuck the rules. My guy needs me," and he came and laid on the footstool, which was like we had a sectional when I was growing up. So yeah. like the footstool was yeah. nooked into the, the L shape, and he like laid on the and like laid his head on my on my arm. Like he's oh like, yo, I'm, dude, I'm here. Even That's though I'm not allowed up, I'm hope mom and dad don't come downstairs. He's like, we both know what's going on right now. Dogs know. Dogs thing. know something's up. Maybe they don't. They're not like he's high on cannabis, like in their dog brain. But yeah. I think they're like, yeah, he, he ate some bad grass or something. Like <laughs> instinctually, they know something's up. The energy's yeah, I remember- off. The first time I came home high and my dog did a double take. My dog like looked at me like excited, like like normal, and then looked down and then looked back up and was like, Oh, <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. And I was young, you know, I was young and and, and I was like, Maddie, don't tell mom and dad. What was your dog's and name? She didn't Maddie. Your dog's name is Maddie? 
yeah, Maddie, don't don't tell mom and dad. And That's she a great didn't, dog's name. She never did. She actually, she would distract my parents so I could make it downstairs and they wouldn't have to talk to me while I was high. Yeah, I I hated talking to my parents high. It was like, yeah, it's scary, dude. It's a, it's like a game. It's like, yes. it's like you know those games where they're like choose your response, and it's like, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, Why it, was it so bad? It was so bad. Because, well, in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm always like, oh, my dad knows, but he's not saying anything. He's gonna wait till I'm sober. Because when, yeah, it's yeah. like when you're high, you kind of picture your sober self. Like you're like, is this how my sober self would be? Even when I'm not talking to anybody, I'm like how would my sober self handle yeah, this? Yeah, like, how do I, and you're like, I'm going to act casual, and you're like, like <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, gotta, <laughs> yeah and, I, and I'm like, I, I would swear, uh, I'd be convinced, I'd convince myself that my dad knew, and he was going to wait till I was sober, and we were going to talk about it, and then I'd, like, envision that in my head, and yeah, then all, I would yeah. envision all that in the time that he'd be like, hey, where have been? <laughs> it, like, wasn't fun at all. No. It wasn't. No, no, it's scary. Yeah, Genuinely. which is weird because, like, if your parent, knowing what I know now about my parents, I don't think they ever would have confronted me in the moment. I th- I'm I'm yeah. pretty confident they would have waited the next day and asked because they're mm-hmm. pretty chill because mm-hmm. they wouldn't want to freak you out. Yeah, you know, I don't know how your parents are, but like one time my brother did. Oh well, I'm I'm spilling his change, but you know, no, him. yeah, but no one knows who it is, so. Um, one time my brother did come home really high, like his yeah. friends, br- all, so he was really lucky. All his best friends grew up within like three blocks of us. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't the case for me. I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up anyway, but like my friends were like miles away. Like if I want to go play with my friends, like I would be like, mom, can you give me a ride? Or like, it was like a three mile bike ride, you know? So it was always mm-hmm. like a hike. My brother, like just the way the neighborhood worked, he, they had, five six other boys in the same class in the neighborhood and like one of them had a pool one of them had like a big backyard like they all had like areas to do fun things you know like it was so cool for them uh so he was smoking weed at his friend's house and i was home when this happened it wasn't high actually i was which is part nope this is a different time he was high i gave him cheetos anyway this particular story (laughs) he came home high his friend walked him home because he thought he was having a heart attack and he needed to go oh, to the hospital. Shit. Uh, uh, and then my parents just laughed because they're like, because they're like, we've been this high before. Like, like they were like very chill about it for mm. good reason because you don't want to freak him out more. Like yeah. he, he was like freaking out. I guess I've later talked to him about this. And um, you know, like sometimes you smoke and it doesn't hit you, yeah. and then like it hits you all at once. Yeah. Yeah, they had smoked like four bowls, and he didn't feel any. They like they didn't feel anything, so they kept Ooh. smoking. And then all of a sudden, it like it hit his dome, dude. And uh, he was watching my parents put on wild hogs and just gave him a big bag of plain tortilla chips and big glass of water, and he's just like, <laughs> like just <laughs> munching, dude. And like he kept going like this, like he'd be watching TV oh and he'd be like, "The room is spinning." And my mom's like, "Stop <laughs> moving, dude! Stop!" Like they're just laughing at him because he was so stoned. Oh man, dude, that would be kind of, I would love to be high around my parents once like that, or they were cool. Where I, if I knew they were gonna be cool, they were like just being like, "It's fine, honey." Ha 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 ha. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. No, I was That's always me. scared of my parents, even though they had nothing. I would like seriously, I'd smoke in my garage too. 
That's where mm. I smoked most of my weed in my life. And their room was above the garage. And I was mm. like, this is good. This is a good idea. <laughs> um, and I would smoke in the garage. And I had a little pipe I made out of tin foil and a, a toilet paper roll empty. Mm. Uh, like you like bore a hole in the toilet paper roll and like put foil in that little hole and then poke holes in the tin foil. And it makes like a oh, little yeah. piece. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, oh man, I smoked a lot of weed, and I would like watch music videos, and I would just be like, fucking entranced, dude. I loved, well, mm. I love watching music videos when I'm super ripped. It's even more fun when you just put on a playlist of music videos, and then you put on like a playlist, like a Spotify playlist of different music, because Ooh, the, over it the always works. It always mm. works. Like not, not the whole time, but then once in a while it'll line up for like 20 seconds and you're like, holy shit. It's really yeah. fun. It's really fun. I, yeah. I actually used to do that with Mike, get this Michael Jackson's smooth criminal live, like one of the live performances Yeah, and over it, I would play toxic by Britney Spears. Oh boy. And there was one part where there's this transition part in toxic where it makes, I, can't explain the noise other than it sounds like a wiggle noise. Yep. And there was a part where Michael Jackson perfectly like wiggles his hips with that part. And we laughed every time. It was Damn. nuts. It was nuts. Dude, I still remember if, it. If you watch, um, what is the, if you watch Goldeneye, James Bond Goldeneye, the first scene, mm -hmm. and then you play the first Toy Story soundtrack, there's a song where the army men are infiltrating the birthday party. Yeah. That's on the soundtrack. If you play the first scene, if you start the soundtrack, that's I think it's like song two, and you play the movie from the beginning, James Bond sneaking around corridors works with the Pixar army men sneaking noises. It's like... Doo -doo 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 -doo. It works. It's the same. It's the same thing. Me and my friends found that randomly because I was I like Randy Newman who composed that movie. Okay. And so like they were watching one guy was watching a movie and I was just looking up Randy Newman songs and like I just put it on all of a sudden it fit and we're like oh my god do you think they oh thought this because that's a high thought you're like do you think they thought this but yeah, that's, yeah. it wasn't intentional. Well, yeah, that all stems from that like the thing people do while they're in acid and that is listening to, um, what's the Pink Floyd album? The oh, the Wall. No, um, the moon, um, dark, dark side, of the, side of the moon, and then Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah, yeah. They, I didn't know that that was a thing for being on acid, but apparently it is. Um, <laughs> dark side of the moon and Wizard of Oz, or Alice in Wonderland. I, I was really high in a studio once, and I never listened to Pink Floyd, um, because I had Christian parents, and <laughs> um, the guy was telling us that I'd be like, wow, I'd love to do acid and try that, and he goes do you want to do it tonight? And I was like, no, yeah, <laughs> like, right, no. Dude. it was like eight 30 PM. I'm like, no, <laughs> I yeah. did, I, like, I'm going to need a little, I need a little, uh, Heads up. I need, yeah, just a little bit. Like yeah. I'm happy. You're so free in your life that you can just, <laughs> yeah. you're like, yep. going to be in the studio all night. But I was like, I, I need to think about it. Yeah. Dude, some people, I've got a few friends who casually will do acid. Like acid is their drug of choice. And friends who, yeah, like I've had that happen where one night it was just like a random ass night. My buddy was like, 
oh man, I can't decide whether I want to do shrooms tomorrow. And like the deciding, or I mean, I do shrooms tonight. And the deciding factor was that he had work the next day. Like who would even think about, you know, like doing that? Oh, I just, some people, man. Some people's kids, dude. It's just the way it is. I don't know. I don't know what it is. People are wild. Yeah, they are. I think I'm a bit envious of that. That's an, like, you can just, I'm not envious of the chaos. Um, no, no, dude. no, no. It it sounds good, but when you're in it, it's probably awful. Probably. Those are the same yeah, people who like party till 4 a.m. and then go to work at 8. And they're like, best day of my life. Yeah. Best I day. I gotta have like a couple of naps every day, you know? Just yeah, I'm, I need, com- I, I really strive for comfort. Yeah. Yeah. We're sevens, though, I think, on the Enneagram. No, no, no. That's, I'm uh, an achiever, three, right? I'm an achiever. You're three, yeah. The seven is a seven trait. Like, we always need to be comfortable. That's why I'm reapplying some CBD right now. How many milligrams is that? Um, One milliliter. And I have a, a thousand milligrams. Okay, that's the se- What flavor? Lemon. So I have the same brand you have. Oh, Pepper, yeah, but yeah. peppermint. We probably got it the same place. You, you, yeah, we definitely did. You got yeah. the peppermint. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I, I can't do a, I can't do a full milliliter. It knocks me out. Like I fall asleep. Oh, seriously? I. Um, oh no, it doesn't hit me that hard. I guess I, I. I definitely feel it in my body. I really don't think this is a placebo effect. No, I think there's a I. I only do five drops. Oh wow, dude! I I feel that. So you're like fucking, up. you're fucking it up, and I only do it once, maybe twice a day before bed. Oh, dude! I do the full dropper, and that, or I'll do one milliliter, and then I do three of those because this is one to three droppers. Yeah, I think that's like how they on shampoo when it says like rinse repeat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that's expensive. Definitely. I know how much it costs because yeah. I bought it. <laughs> I had... Yeah. Did you get the buy one, get one deal on these size bottles? No. I got a buy one, get one deal. Um, And this is actually my second bottle. I bought the um first bottle for a long drive. And I, now I just have this one laying around. So I'm kind of trying to burn through it. Buy one, get one. That would have been great if I had that deal. Yeah. That's because that's I'll only buy CBD in those situations because it really is kind of uh, a ripoff. It's not a ripoff. It's it, it's it really well, it's does it know. does help my anxiety. It I think it does help my anxiety. Yeah. If I it, think I guess, it helps my anxiety, it does. That's that's <laughs> what it yeah. is. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I, I I like it on drives. I haven't been feeling like overly anxious lately to the point where I I sought out CBD for it. But anyway. Yeah. I think it actually works. It's yeah, we can to... stop talking about CBD now. This podcast yeah, has really gotten white. Yeah, commercial? God, jeez, yeah, who are we? Um, yeah, man. Uh, anything else new? How are you feeling after the shot? You got your shot, second shot? I got my second vax today. I'm uh, waiting to do, like, the intro till tomorrow because I want to see if I want the intro to be uh, all tired and gross. But I don't know how it'll feel yet. Some people don't yeah. like my best friend who got it. He has, he had no reaction. Uh, I got Pfizer, which I guess is less reaction than Moderna. Pfizer's okay. like the Beyonce of vaccines. Yeah, so it's dude, like the bougie good shit. Effective. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, man. I talk about placebo effect. Like I, I was on my way home and I was like, 
oh, my arm hurts. But I, that was just placebo. I was expecting to feel pain, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, last time, like, my arm hurt, it took me, like, the, till the next day to feel the arm hurt. So maybe you'll tomorrow, I, I don't know what it'll be like. I don't want to, I don't want to commit to feeling awful because I think that'll make me feel awful. Yeah, I think I'm kind of just open. And whatever happens, I'm I got chicken soup ingredients. Uh, right I've got nothing to do tomorrow. I got everything out of the way. I need I would need to do tomorrow, um, before work on Friday. So like, I literally tomorrow's like literally a free day. We're all I, and I just got into a new Amazon Prime series. So I'll probably dude, I'll probably just be a piece and just eat soup. Just, if if it yeah. feels bad, it feels bad. If it doesn't feel bad, well, great. I have an extra day where I don't have to do anything. Maybe you could, you know, smoke some weed from a toilet roll. No, I, I think I'm, I'm trying not to do weed. I, I worry if I start doing weed, I would replace alcohol with weed. Yeah, I'm just definitely. trying to chill, dude. You know. Yeah. Um, What's the update on how you've been feeling without alcohol? I drank once. I drank once Sunday night, and it was a mistake. It was a, mo- it was a okay. moment of weak. It was moment of weakness. Um. I was just really bored and I had had a great weekend. Uh, and I was like, it was rainy. And I was like, I'm going to have a glass of whiskey as I read. I'm like by my porch with the window cracked and it'll be cool and rainy. And I was like, that's a great, cause that feels great. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't that, that's like a good moment. I'm like, ah, yes, the alcohol will really help this. And then six glasses of whiskey later, I'm just like regret it. I'm like, why did I do this? Like mm. I'm just drunk and, there's no point. And then I woke up feeling like crap. Then that whole day was yeah. a wash. And I was like, ah, this is not worth it. But what it taught me was like, I, um, I didn't, I wasn't like, I didn't drink. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to drink forever now. That's not how it felt. It was like, okay, I drank whatever. Uh, I don't really feel like doing that right now again. And I haven't drank since that day. I may drink socially, but I don't know. I'm just kind of chilling, bro. Yeah, I just it, um, I I think, thankfully, I think I broke my habit of every day. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it going for at least 21 days because that's really how you break a habit. Mm. Um, scientifically, it takes 21 days to establish new habits. So not drinking yeah, every day I, it would be a new habit. And um, I, I read this somewhere. And like I don't know, I have a really nice routine. I think we talked about my routine last week. Where like I prepare my overnight oats. I put I make put coffee in the coffee yes. maker. And I read an hour, I brush my teeth, I read an hour before bed. And then I sleep so good because like I'm not on my phone before bed. I read and it's like I'm finding I'm really into this book. It's like a fantasy book and it's just like a fun read. Like it's easy to read. It's like Harry Potter kind of, you know, like it's just like an it's like yeah. a fun, easy read. I'm not getting anything of it but entertainment, you know. So it doesn't take a lot of effort. And I really miss I, I used to read all the time as a kid, so it kind of feels like that. Like I like the feeling of fighting to stay awake to finish a chapter. Uh, I haven't had that yeah. in a long time. That's like a really nice, innocent feeling to me. And then when I do finally finish, you're like, you feel satisfied with the book. You feel so tired. And then I put on a podcast for like 15 minute timer and I'm out in like six minutes. Oh, and like, that's fantastic. And it's man. great, dude. So yeah, we're, we're keeping it going. Uh, I've been really productive on every other thing just because I like we talked about last week. I have all this extra time in my hands. So things are going good. Nice, man. Yeah, I uh, I don't even remember the last time I fought to stay awake for for to read the end of a chapter, but that is happens like every night feeling. now. 
Because my brain, I wanna... once I start brushing my teeth, my brain's like, sleep time's coming. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get to bed. Dude, I was going to say, too, about your story with the whiskey. Now, next time you crave alcohol, you can just be like, no, I remember the whiskey time Yep. where I was duped, and I don't want to be duped again. Yeah, dude. No one wants to get duped. Yeah, you can't be duped by a by a dirty drug. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. What uh, is the name of the book that you're reading right now? It's called Mistborn. It's by... Mistborn. Uh, and what's the author? I got it right here. Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson. He's like, he's okay. like a really well-known modern fantasy author. Oh, okay. Um, Into that I, fantasy. I love fantasy and sci-fi. I really do. I... We've, I mean, we've talked about this before on this podcast. Uh, it's, it's real human themes, but like with very colorful ways of describing them. And I really love that. Um, I've always wanted to write stories. I mean, we, people of listeners of podcasts will know like my dreams. Are, I always dream in like story and very cinematically. Yeah. Like I've always vivid. wanted to very vivid. And I've always wanted to collect those stories and like write them down. And, um, as I read, the more I've been into, because I used to read a lot as a kid, then I stopped in school because I was forced to read. And then I kind of got back into it as an adult. But now that I like have like a steady reading schedule where like I read every day, like my ideas are just as good. It's just learning to actually write them down in, in a way that is mm -hmm. understandable. And the author actually has like, um, he's a professor of, of a, uh, a fantasy and sci-fi writing class. Um, oh, cool. for like perspective writers at BYU. I don't know what that university is, but I just started watching. Dude, it's uh, Brigham Young University to Mormon University in Utah. That makes sense because he talked about how he's he didn't know anybody else was named Brandon until he met Mormons. Uh, so that makes sense because he's from Nebraska. And then he realized oh, so he's not. Okay, he's cool. not Mormon. He's not Mormon. Wow. He just I think he just works there. Um, cool. And he has his whole lectures. He has his whole class lecture it lectures online on his YouTube channel. So like, I just watched his introduction oh, wow. oh, and then like, I put it on, I put it on my Instagram today. And, um, and then like the next episode is like plot structure part one. And there's like five different lectures on plot structure. And like, mm. I, don't know, I love that shit. So I like, I like yeah. learning how to tell stories better. Cause I love stories. Yeah, that's really cool. This idea of the professors putting their classes online because, like, that's how Jordan Peterson ended up getting famous—just lectures online. And it's gonna, like, it's gonna be probably not very long until there'll probably be a whole separate app where professors just upload their classes, right? And then you could just watch whatever class you want to be in. I mean, I think that app is YouTube. Yeah, but um, you know, after that becomes too popular, people are gonna want to monetize it in other ways i think maybe maybe not but maybe i don't know i think i don't know i i really like the dissemblance of the modern collegiate structure where if you want the information it's out there so what if you mm -hmm. don't get the degree if you want to learn it it's there yeah and it's free i i think that's really interesting to me because that's more my speed um yeah absolutely you know, and I just put it on like a podcast and I've always loved lectures. That's how I read. That's how I learned the best. Um, yeah. It's just, it's odd. It's, we've talked about this before with my ADHD. I learn best implicitly, not explicitly. 
if you like, you're like, here's the worksheet, learn, read the books, find the answers. That's explicit learning. And I don't give a shit. As soon as you tell me what to do, I'm thinking about eight other things other than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you just if I just put the thing I want to learn within my environment, like a podcast, which is like how I do this, like I'm when I'm editing, I just put on the lecture. I pick so much more up. And if I'm interested in something and and my like dopamine gets released because I'm interested in something and I, I pay attention. It's the only way I really can pay attention yeah. to this stuff is if it's just in the background and I have the freedom to to listen if I want. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, when I took my when I took my summer class, my summer ethics class. Um, I could like do yoga and clean my room while listening to the lecture. And then if I miss something, I would just listen to it again. Uh, and I feel like if I would have had that throughout my entire college experience, I would have, I would have had a higher GPA. Um, and yeah. uh, that's really interesting. I think that this virtual learning that we've been forced into this year is going to, you know, hopefully they can, they can capitalize on that for people like you and I who have focus issues for like the future of public schools in general. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever happen. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how really education, I, I think we probably need some type of education reform, but I don't know how, I don't know where that comes from and I don't know how that works. Yeah. Me neither. I just, dude, if you could give those kids who struggle to, to focus in the classroom, give them some AirPods and let them go for a long walk around town and learn like listen to the same thing or like around Obviously, the gym or I don't know the gym around it. We Man, have like could there just be trail. like, an, could there just be an implicit learning room where they have yeah, puzzles for sure. and fucking puzzles and pictures and activities to do while you listen to something wirelessly. There's that's yeah, got absolutely. to be a thing. Absolutely. It probably. It's probably, they'll probably, I don't know. I just, it just seems so obvious. Right. I know. I know. Right. Like if, even if they would have let me like walk around the track all day, and just listen to what I need to listen to. But obviously that would have required a lot of, then you have prep time. Well, and, you're, needs to and you went to from. school with how many people? Exactly. So they have to. They can't just prepare. do that for one person. They have to offer it to right. everybody. And then right, right. be those shitheads who take advantage of it and fuck some girl in the woods, get her pregnant. And then that's it for the <laughs> walk around the track, implicit learning 101 <laughs> class. That's absolutely true, man. And that's uh. That's how it goes. That's how public school goes. What'd you um, say? You cut you cut out when you you said that was a little. Oh, that I said that's how public school goes. That is. I mean, Absolutely have I told true. you about how you told you about the time when the teachers left open their staff bathroom just for dukes for students who were nervous about duking? No, I don't. Yeah, think so. so like there's a great staff bathroom that teachers would leave open for nervous dukers. It was just like a one pod, in like the backs hallway area where no other bathrooms were there was like a staff bathroom that they had a key for but like everyone kind of knew unwritten law if you had to poo and you were like a nervous pooer if that like that was an option it was it just it was just like a open the door toilet sink very very chill very casual mm -hmm. but then some people started having sex in there and then one girl got oh. pregnant in there and they had to, they locked it no. you had to have oh, a key dude. to open it your story was that specific. It was really specific. I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize that you that actually happened, man. That's yep. wild. Then I held my poop oh, for the rest no. for 280 days. Oh no. For 280 days out of my year. For two years in a row. It's actually kind of sad that the dad 
died of a an overdose my senior year oh man oh man yeah pretty um, sad pretty sad it, it, it sucks to see anybody go so young this i can't believe this took such a depressing turn but um such a funny thing i'm not sure know. what the kid is up to now okay i hope he's thriving he's you probably know, in public school a, i mean I that kid is like pooper. 12 now which is i'm old yeah i didn't hear what you said but i'm not going to comment on it because i think it was a bit dark no i said i hope he's not a nervous pooper i hope not that's very disrespectful <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's um, okay. It's okay. I unfortunately, I I hung the 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 ripe fruit pretty low, and you just pick you pick the ripest fruit. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. How how you been eating this week, man? What's been what's been on your uh, eating agenda? Eating, eating. Uh, why are you ask me about eating? Menu? Because I'm a big what guy, or what? Eating? No, dude. I was just wondering. Um, I've been trying to be more mindful about my meals. And I've, like, been really, I've get... been really healthy. Oh, so now you care. Now you remember what you ate. As soon as I started talking about what I ate. I know exactly what I ate because I, I eat it. But you didn't remember what you ate until I started talking about what I had eaten. No, you weren't going to answer the question. Until I was going to answer the question. I was going to answer the question <laughs> until you started. Hey, it's not wannabe's interdimensional bedroom. That's it's true. Fresco That's Savage's true. interdimensional bedroom. Yeah. Learn your place, Wana. <laughs> fresco what have you been eating lately man uh okay great question wannabe um this week i made crispy gnocchi in a uh a creamy tomato sauce with mm. fresh basil and spicy italian sausage and peppers and onions god damn that's, that sounds amazing yep i'm a great chef and then i'm making uh, i'm making chicken dumpling soup tonight which I know you, oh. which you've made, you've made with my recipe. Yes, your recipe is incredible. I need to try that again. I haven't done that since last year. Yeah, because yeah, um, last winter. Yeah, dude, and you do that. Yeah, dude, crockpots are such a phenomenal invention. I hate crockpots. Oh my god! Why do you wait? Why do you hate crockpots? It's for a wannabe chef. I like cooking. Why would I? Oh, I see. It's a poser chef thing to do. Well, it's just like. It's a way to make decent food efficiently, but you never get over the six out of 10 mark. I don't think. Mm, interesting. Because there's so there's like, when I'm making soups, I'm creating a fond on the bottom of the pan with all the ingredients, you know, like the little crusties at the bottom. Like when you saute, mm. when you saute your ingredients, it kind of gets brown on the bottom with all the extra schmutz and it, it browns. And then you deglaze it with the broth, and that adds a mm. deep and deep flavor to your soup or anything you're cooking. You can't do that with a crock pot because it heats gradually over time. It doesn't have mm. that that instant sear that gives you that fond on the bottom, which I think is so important to deepen the flavor of what you're cooking. And I love cooking. Like I, I'm not somebody who, I'm not somebody who cares about the time it takes him. Because I've learned that it, I really enjoy it. I want to take the time to cook, but then I make enough for like three, four days. So I don't. I only cook twice, three times a week. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, dude, I love crockpots as an amateur chef myself. Um, crockpots have really. I think that's great. I come from life. a family of crockpots. I think that's another reason I'm anti-crockpot. <laughs> Too many crockpot meals growing up. Oh, every day, dude. Every day was a crock pot meal. Every day. 
pot roast. I mean, you name it, we had it. Yeah, that's what uh, my we made some kind of um, sauce. What is that sauce that you can use use on Asian meals? Poison chicken sauce. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Poison chicken last year in the crock pot that saved my life a few times. Yeah, well, There's I just do stir fry. It's not hard. It's not hard um, to do stir fry. Yeah. It takes fifteen um, minutes. I'm. Pr- I don't know if you understand. Man. I'm pretty bad at cooking. I'm pretty bad in the kitchen. I'm like a clumsy old man when I'm coming. That's in the okay. Kitchen. One time I had a friend over. This was last year before pandemic hit for uh, the last Packer playoff game before they lost. And uh, I'm a Packer fan. I don't know if you know that. And we made tacos. And he came over. He's like, "Can I help you with anything?" Like. As I was browning the meat, I'm like, yeah, you can chop the onion. And the way he chopped the onion, it was like I gave a knife to a three-year-old. And I was like, you know what? I'll (laughs) chop this onion for you. I'll chop this. Like, I realized, like, not everybody – because my parents forced me to cook when I was a kid. Oh, okay. My dad was like, each kid, after a certain age – I mean, it was probably like 13 and up. Mm -hmm. Me and my sister both had to cook one meal a week. Oh shit! Um, were you like pissed about that at the time, or were you kind of excited to learn? I hated it. I hated it. Oh, hated you did? It. Okay. But okay. my dad said this is a great skill you're gonna want because not everybody learns to cook, and it's true, dude. I mean, my best friend growing up, like he would come over to our house. He's like, "Oh my god, you guys have such good dinners," and I'm like, "This is not good." And then if I went over to his house for dinner, can you hear me? Yeah. It just glitched out a bit. Uh, I went over to his house for dinner. Oh, okay. It's like. And it's no fault of his mom's. It's like it's not, not everybody learns that skill, but like they would have like canned vegetables, oven baked chicken, like oven baked, like chicken Kievs and like stuffing. Mm. Like it was it was food, but it was very much like packaged, processed. Yeah. Freezer meal type dinners. Whereas yeah. we always I always learned to do it from scratch, like create everything mm-hmm. from from the bottom up. And obviously we did we did freezer stuff, too, once in a while. But um my dad was a teacher, so he'd get home at 3.30, and he was the one that cooked all the meals. And then my mom would get mm-hmm. home at, like, 5.30, and then we'd always have dinner. So, like, he always had plenty of time to to make food. Nice. Yeah. See, my mom blames my grandma. My grandma's, like, an amazing cook, and my mom says that my grandma was never willing to teach her daughters because she loved it so much. Yeah. So my mom never learned how to cook. And so we were very much like packaged box stuffing, a lot of Velveeta cheese. Yeah. A lot of Velveeta cheese type meals. Mm. There was, I just remember there always being Velveeta cheese somehow and everything. Well, you know what? We're um, from the Midwest. Yeah. Velveeta I feel like cheesy, cheese. good casserole always happened. Exactly. Do we eat this stuff called shepherd's pie, which was just, I've made that myself. It was, it's very yeah, good. hamburger meat, potatoes on top of the hamburger, yeah. and then just sorted cheese, and she melted that. But some people even would put like even peas or something. Well, to make I, it more. I make it with vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even put yeah, cheese dude, in my, my. I put my cheese on the like, top maybe to like brown it on top, that. but yeah, yeah. Mm. No, this was an inch and a half of cheese, of shredded cheese, and then about you know a little layer of potatoes, and then a bunch of just cooked hamburger meat. And that is why she could I've have put been... frozen veg in there. Yep. It would have been so mom, easy. It would have been so you know, easy. She, she wasn't, uh, she didn't get that memo. I don't blame her for it now. Like nutrition, do... like vegetables and stuff like that. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I don't know. But either not way, everybody does. Not everybody does, dude. Again, it's like it's kind of a privilege to know if you want to know how to cook, dude. YouTube, YouTube yeah. opened up my eyes because I just grew up cooking on my parents, uh, because that's how I knew to. Like I'd be like, Dad, he's like, "What's your meal this week?" So we can get it from the store, and I'd be like, "This," but I don't know how to make it. He's like, "I'll teach you." And so like he was <laughs> like, "That's how I learned how to make spaghetti and stuff, or nice. goulash, or you know anything." But then YouTube came around. I mean, this wasn't until I was in YouTube was it really wasn't ripping until what I was 22, 23, when it was really starting to rip. I mean, like, yeah, what year would videos. that be? Cause I want to like, I would, I imagine YouTube this would have been ripping. like 2014. Yeah. I was going to say 2010. Um, but yeah, I think like somewhere yeah, but in between there, like, really hot, but like, so I my first YouTube video I watched was in like 2008 or 2007. You know, that was like really the inception mm-hmm. of what YouTube was. But I don't think YouTube started with like high quality amateur videos from like right. not like now I watch there's many channels I follow that are just like really good home chefs who like like for Mexican food, there's a I, I don't know her name, so I can't shout her out, but she has she like teaches the recipes like her grandma taught her and i've had like her enchiladas and they're like the best food ever you know like that's the stuff i don't want to learn like there's a lot of stuff that's like learn how to make panera's cheesy broccoli soup it's like i don't i don't care less about that i want real down-home recipes (laughs) yeah from the grandmas and aunts who are making them you know yeah um that's uh that's that's um interesting. I was or I was thinking back to the YouTube thing too, and the only the only one I can think of other than like Fred, which was like really early YouTube, was Fred was really eighth, early YouTube. Yeah, and that was like really grainy videos. But Ray William Johnson was big when I was in middle school, and he was like the first like king of YouTube. I think that would have been around twenty eleven, but either it doesn't matter. But I was just yeah, but I still think that's before that. YouTube was ripping. When I say ripping, I mean like you could find a video for anything you want. Yeah. No, Which that's that didn't occur point. yet. You know, it was a lot of vloggers. It was just like cameras, right. them sitting on their bed, quick cuts, Fred doing his speed up audio thing, which was so awful. <laughs> unless yeah. you were an eighth grader or under. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, that's oh. a good point. Cause when the iPhones came, like everyone could now put a well, here's YouTube the thing, video dude. up. The most important camera you have is the one you have on you all the time. And so, that is your phone for mostly everybody. I thought that was going to say, I thought you were going to say that was your brain. It's not your brain. <laughs> your brain can't record audio and video. Yeah, you're right. Oh, what a foolish thought. I don't know what I'm thinking. You know what I think it's time for? Oh, what? It's time for Word of the Day. Yes! Word of the Day is brought to us by Webster's Interdimensional Dictionary. Just checking in. We're still here. This is a long bit.
Today's word is discomfit. Not discomfort, discomfit. And um, the two, although the, the meanings are related, they actually have two very separate origins. Uh, one, discomfort comes from the Anglo-Saxon, and then discomfort comes from uh, Latin. So they are different okay. words. So I'm not, I don't have a speech impediment. This is discomfit. D-I-S-C-O-M-F-I-T. Very close to discomfort, but it's discomfit. And the definition is to put into a state of perplexity and embarrassment. And to use in a uh, sentence. So it's, an, it's a verb? To put. Verb. It's a verb. Oh. Discomfort. Okay, go ahead. You want to go with the example? Fresco was discomfited when an old woman came into his work and said she recognized him from his music videos when he was dancing in the whitey tighties. Discomfort. Okay. Okay. So you can actively discomfit someone. That's yeah. And you can actively feel discomfited. Mm, yeah. I've like been she there made before. me feel the she made me feel discomfort. She made me feel discomfort. So I was discomfited. Okay. I like that. I'm it's interesting. I'm never going to use it again, but discomfort. It sounds uncomfortable, and that might be why I never let it come out of my mouth. Well, it, it sounds, sounds like you're. It sounds because the meaning is so close to discomfort. Yeah, it sounds like you're trying to say that, but you're yeah. dumb. <laughs> Who the fuck thought of that? Yeah, it's awful. very discomforting. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. On that note, man. All right, note. I drank a whole Coca-Cola during this podcast. Coca-Cola. Love the flavor. Shout out to our first three episodes. Great episode. Have a great day.